Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. If you're looking for clarity on your passion... Sign up for my free five-day email challenge today on my website at www.neliahut.com. That's www.neliahutt.com to sign up now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm your host, Nelia Hutt. I am going to introduce you to another new friend of mine today, this awesome entrepreneur. His name is Anjay Maliska. How are you, Anjay? I'm wonderful, Nelia. I'm just so stoked to be here with you today. Really excited to just dive deep into all the different territories. Thank you. I'm stoked to have you. I mean, I know you are incredibly busy on creating all these wonderful things and to have you come on and, and share with me your time, it's priceless. So I am going to tell you guys a little bit more about my special friend here today. So Anjay is a certified clinical herbalist and health coach who specializes in optimizing and enhancing the process of detoxification. Anjay recognizes that increasing environmental toxicity is making it extremely difficult to achieve and maintain vital health. Anjay has lived, learned, and healed from chronic illness. He helps people reclaim their health and their life with holistic healing methods that span from nutrition, traditional herbal medicine, and biohacking to the latest science of mindfulness, neural limbic retraining, and so much more. You know, on this show, on the Giving Starts With You podcast, uh, we recognize that we can't help other people until we learn to take care of ourselves first. So, Anjay, um, maybe you can take us, you know, on a little bit of a journey. I think we all need to to learn from your story and just take us a bit on a journey on who you really are and uh, what some of your challenges have been and the transformation. You know, I know that's a huge uh, question, but I really want to dive in to help the people that are listening today just see that they don't have to be alone in their challenges. And so many of us um, go through things in life, but there can be solutions. Oh, for sure. Well, first things first, I know we're going to explore an expanse and just go on, on a journey in and of itself within this podcast. I just wanted to, you know, equip your listeners with a, with some tools for health resiliency, being able to empower them to really take full agency and sovereignty over the health, their, over their health. So, First things first, so they get a little bit of context, I have a, a quiz that really assesses toxic exposure 
And if we can reduce some of that burden, we can literally optimize every organ system and cell in our body. So head over to heartledhealing.com slash quiz. So then you can get, you know, just take um, an audit and really seeing areas that you're allowing toxicity into your life and really what to do about it. So that kind of really starts me off. I have, wow, um, I'm 26 years old and I feel like I've taken many different forms in this life. <sighs> wow. The transformation that I've had from being bedridden, chronically ill to being able to like truly reach for the stars and be able to help support people along their healing journeys is just such a gift and a blessing and a responsibility, I might add as well. <sighs> okay, where to begin? Three years ago, actually, at this right around this month, March, three years ago, I was traveling around with my wife in our sprinter van, self-converted. And we were kind of just like living the dream at the time, just being footloose, fancy free. And all of a sudden, a lot of just bizarre sy symptoms started to really plague me. I started forget forgetting close family and friends, their names, being able to articulate myself, convey myself, uh, just incredible brain fog and other really awkward and weird neurological symptoms that I was experiencing, just vertigos, tremors, and different things like that. And it was all out of nowhere, all of a sudden. And it just took me by the wayside because at first I thought I was, you know, trying to take care of my health and everything like that. But I guess I've, uh, I didn't know exactly how to facilitate that process. And six months of going from doctor to doctor to doctor, just trying to understand what was taking place within me. Cause you know, I would go and they'd be like, Hey, you know, getting your blood samples back and whatnot. It, everything looked fine. Mm -hmm. Everything looked normal, at least for some of the tests that they were, were gauging. One of the only things was like, a little bit of hormonal imbalance, specifically testosterone. I was 23 year, years old at the time, should have been really at my peak and at my prime. So flash forward, maybe that six months, I was in between that time, my wife now, we had actually had gotten married. And I can reflect upon that day just being so distraught because I was just like, I just want to feel okay. I just want to be able to fully embrace this day and this beautiful ritual, this wonderful experience, this incredible tradition. And for so long, I felt like I was just, just lacking because I couldn't fully express myself, couldn't, didn't have the energy, the vitality to show up and be able to perform at my best. It was like always just like looming over me like a cloud. And I finally got it, started getting a little bit of traction from people in my network and within family and family friends that were like, hey, um, have you explored the realm of uh, Lyme disease? Because a lot of these symptoms are, you know, mirroring that, reflecting that. So that was one of the first leads that I got. And you know, I, I went from just my regular uh, physician to 
endocrinologists to neurologists, one of them, so sad, this is what like is really motivating me is that I was greatly dismissed and invalidated along the way. And specifically in that appointment with this neurologist, like ridiculed me and, and laughed at me, made fun of me because I had, I was talking about that testosterone, uh, that hormonal imbalance and I had seen an endocrinologist and they're like, Hey, get on this, uh, clomiphene. Yeah, it was clomiphene or yeah, clomiphene. Right. And so basically for women that helps with fertilization for males it will help boost that in the testosterone production. I go into this, into this appointment. And the first thing the doctor says is like, you trying to get pregnant. You trying to get pregnant. My family's there sitting with me. My parents are just like, so, wow. So disturbed. I'm so disturbed. Like our jaws are to the floor. We're just like, my wife is there as well. We just couldn't believe it. And so that was some of my experience with, especially the conventional allopathic medicine. Finally, once I started getting a little bit of those insights and those leads, I was able to, I started exploring naturopathic medicine, functional medicine, and integrative medicine, and was starting to kind of put the pieces together, which ultimately led me to understanding that this is what is known as SIRS, my con the condition that I had faced was chronic inflammatory response syndrome induced by mold toxicity, believe it or not. And, you know, I had heard about mold from time to time, you know, just certain detrimental uh, consequences. You hear there's a lot of press on say maybe black mold and things like that, but there's a certain actually subset of the population that is genetically susceptible to even more adverse health results to ongoing exposure. One moment. Yeah. Anjay, if I can just say something, you know, first of all, thanks for sharing your story with us. Um, I know that you're not alone. There's, I, you know, I hear these things, these complaints that people have all the time. And I've also heard, you know, I work in a medical office during the day. And I've also heard of people uh, feeling dismissed all the time. And I too have felt like that going to certain appointments. And just, you know, when you were telling that story, it brought me back to some of the times that that has happened to me, you know? So just if you're listening right now and that happens to you, it doesn't have to be the end, you know? Um, I know that Andre always says it's time to put the medicine back into people's hands and, you know, fight for yourself. You know what I mean? So good on you that you, you're like, okay, this isn't right. This, this isn't like, we're not talking about the seventies and eighties. We're talking a few years ago, a couple years ago, right? Two, three years ago. Yeah. And that's crazy to me because, you know, science is great and, and science, uh, you know, we need that and we need the proven, you know, things in the medicine world, but also in the non-traditional medicine world. So I think mm. people really need to open their minds, you know, and really um, not dismiss people so quickly because, you know, if I you know if I'm not saying how you felt, but if I were you, I would feel scared when you first got all these things. Then I would feel angry and a little pissed off that, hey, nobody's doing anything about it. And then I would be frustrated when all the tests came back normal. There's so many things going on. But in the end of it, you're still trying to figure out everything that happened. So I'm so glad that you didn't stop there and that you learned how to, you know, learn more about 
about how these things work because that's what I think we need to do. So I'm interested to find out what happened. Yes, I mean, becoming advocates and agents of our well-being and our health has really been really the thing that has propelled me along this journey. And I've recognized I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. And I think that can be very valuable to people that are going through similar health challenges or, I mean, obviously just learning from one another in these ways, the challenges and the things that we do overcome. Specifically, um, there was this one physician that, that I had seen and really was uh, practicing inappropriate medicine and hooked me up to all these weird things. And then eventually it was like, okay, just determined that it was Lyme disease and a bunch of other co-infections and viruses and different things like that. And just through um, a multitude of antibiotics and uh, antimicrobial herbals, literally I was injecting myself with these homeopathic solutions into my ankle and getting uh, IVs every single week. And to the point where it was so overwhelming on my body and so inappropriate that I was bedridden from that point on for about six months. And just to get back to uh, my baseline of the symptoms that I was experiencing during that time, everything was in heightened a hundredfold, mm. the exacerbation of symptoms, man, literally walking up a flight of stairs was one of the most challenging things. And during this time, uh, my wife and I had to sell the van. We moved into a place and then figured out there was actually black mold that they just had eliminated from there, but in inappropriate fashion. And then moved in with my folks and they were in a transition from RVing full-time, being retired and whatnot. And then they're looking for a place. So my wife and I eventually became fully dependent on them and moved up to Oregon. We were originally in Reno, Nevada, moved up to Oregon with them. And this is the time of really my dark night of the soul. Some of my darkest hours of being in that place of being so bedridden, mm. so physically incapable. And that was something that I prided myself in of being able to like work hard and to be able to just go out on simply on a hike or go out on a run or anything like that. You know, that's kind of how I constructed my identity. And through this whole process, there was this great dismantling of who I thought that I was. And it really broke me down to my core. Literally, I'd be just waking up each morning, just screaming and crying into my pillow because I just wanted to feel good again. I didn't want to be in this place. I thought I was going to be in the prime of my life, mm. you know, right in my mid, early, mid twenties. And I'm at home living with my parents and it was really close quarters and just the, the dynamic there and them not necessarily being able to relate or understand the, the experience that I was going through. My wife starting to you know, take on all the responsibility of us for me, you know, she was my caretaker. She's been my rock along this journey. And I don't think I, you know, I'd be able to do it without her or just without any of the people that were there supporting me along the way, because I really, I, during this time, I didn't have the energy to be able to be out into the world and be connecting with people. Like it all was centered and, and focused towards just my health and my recovery 
granted it was just so slow and such an arduous period, you know, time frame of like trying to just put one foot after the other. And I was just, you know, laying in bed all day. And like, there was nothing more that I could really attend to, but just my internal condition at that time. Yeah, it almost really, looks like your hope was gone, you know, you just, yeah. So what was the first step that you took? Like you just said, hey, I've got to figure this out for myself. Like, what was your train of thought? How did you switch modes and just, you know, learn all this stuff? One of the biggest things is that acceptance, understanding, like, if I can't fully surrender to this moment and everything that I am experiencing, like, if I just keep fighting it and fighting and fighting, I'm really just going to be spinning my wheels. So fully acknowledging, surrendering to this, realizing like I have an opportunity at this moment, no matter how hard it might be to actually um, perceive because of that anger and that frustration, just being mad at the world and mad at my, the condition that I was experiencing. But I realized that wasn't really going to bring me out of that. Like I needed to focus on the things that I could control. And so diving into holism, holistic medicine, being able to really dial in my nutrition for a long time, I thought I was eating something, uh, eating a diet that was health promoting, but it really wasn't for me. I was vegan for about four years and, you know, I granted it, it started to um, actually exacerbate the condition that I was already, already experiencing. And so that allowed me to start engaging and informing myself, educating myself. I mean, like literally lying there all day, like I just started researching and exploring. And then also the physicians that I started seeing, they had a lot of insight and they helped me get to a certain stage along my journey. But I realized like, I can't keep putting, I guess, um, giving my power away. And feeling like, oh, like this next doctor, this next appointment, like I'm going to feel like good and whole. And now I'm going to finally be able to get better and to be well. However, that ne they never really came, no matter those appointments and the insight and the advice and the myriad of supplements and other things and medicines and what have you. Place it's toll. It, on your, it, on your oh, psyche yeah most definitely and I realized like okay I know these uh these physicians you know they have uh altruistic motivators behind them but they they go home at the end of the day I'm living with this 24 7 like um how can I really start taking more agency over my health and it you know at first I kind of started with the nutrition and I was dialing that in and building up those habits and altering that I was going more of into a ketogenic um, type diet but even beyond that getting away from all the diet labels and different things like that just being able to start educating on myself educate myself the foods that are going to be the most nutrient dense and be able to provide the resources that my body needs to actually facilitate this process of growth and regeneration. And then that, you know, started leading me to my emotional well-being, my emotional centeredness. You know, those certain beliefs that 
if I had a belief that I wasn't actually going to be able to get better, everything in my perception and my reality is going to mirror and reflect that. So I really had to start diving in, honing in, starting to heal some of these traumas and different things like that, and just reduce the mental emotional stress that I was undergoing. So I was utilizing things like meditation, breath work, and just other mind-body exercises. If I was experiencing so much pain throughout my body, the, the brain fog and the inflammation in my brain and the pain in my joints and everything like that, I would just start visualizing and going into those areas and doing a body scan, just going mm. through my body and getting attuned with these certain areas and not judging the experience that I was having, but being able to accept that surrender to it, but also go in and start visualizing, okay, like, how do I actually want to feel? How do I want to feel like on a mental, emotional level? How do I want to feel on a, a physical level and on an energetic level? And once you really start diving into that, you can really recognize that we have a lot more influence and power control over that than we previously thought. Absolutely. For those of you who don't know what a body scan is, um, how do we simplify that? I, I love doing them because it really puts me in tune with, with my body. Um, Maybe we could do it right now. Just yeah. a really quick one. Um, sure. it, so everybody listening, just being able to close our eyes, take a deep breath, just allow your every muscle in your body just to relax. Maybe you need to tense it up for a second to feel what that experience, you know, to experience that, but then just to let it go. And I always like to start at the crown of my head and just go down into my brain, through my face and my eyes, down into my jaw, and just down my spine and permeate out through each, throughout the torso, down your arms to the fingertips, and starting at the hips, down the legs, the thighs, the kneecaps, the calves, the ankles, the feet, and the toes. So being able to take that experience and be able to slow that down to go in and throughout, be able to just experience the sensations, to connect with these areas of our body that sometimes just become, you know, so automatic and we don't really, aren't mindful of, you know, certain feelings. Maybe we're only experiencing pain in certain areas, but what about the other areas that are feeling good and strong and robust and being able to, you know, hone in and focus in on those. Thank you for that, Andre. you know, and sometimes I do them and they last an hour, but even just a few minutes like we did, it can be, you know, when you're in a moment of um, chaos, it can just bring you back down. I always get like these um, um, sort of crawling type, you know, sensations mm. when I do them and I love it. But I, I love that you're talking about the different elements, right, of health, because it's it's not just one thing. It's not just the nutrition. This is like a program. This is like you have to attack it from all ends, right? Most definitely. And what I started to recognize, especially with the condition that I have faced with it being um, induced by mold, I've had to be so mindful of the environment that I'm living in because basically a certain level of mold exposure will basically ignite this inflammatory response and I'll feel the effects of that. Granted, that's been lessening because I've been building up my resiliency and not 
um, reducing that inflammation in my body through all these other different holistic practices. Um, yeah, to be able to not have to have that necessarily control my life, but something that I need to be mindful of. And this, you know, the exposure to all these other different toxic agents in our lives, like this is something that I've been really honing in on and more specializing in because I see the effects not only in my life, but so many other people's lives on the burden of toxicity. So what is a toxin? A toxin is a non-living substance or energy that basically puts stress on our organs, our tissue, our cells, reduces the function of those different elements and impairs our physiological function. So it's, it's disrupting, you know, even down to our cells, those specific mechanisms that are providing are constructing our whole being. And it's not a question if you're toxic, especially in this day and age, it's basically a question of how much, because with increasingly increasing environmental pollution and literally hundreds of thousands of evolutionarily novel chemicals have been released into human, human ecosystems we're exposed to them in the foods that we're consuming, the water that we're drinking, the air that we're breathing, the products that we're applying on our bodies internally, all these different things, our body has to process them. And it's incredible that our bodies up to this point have been able to deal with this toxic burden, but now we're starting to see the consequences of it more and more and more where so many other different um, conditions, diseases is, and um, illnesses have started to manifest. You know, Andre, I'm so happy and I'm so glad that we're talking about this today because honestly, um, just even in my circle, I hear of people, you know, having these symptoms and, you know, like you, they've been to the doctor and, and me too, you know, I'm included. And you just, you get frustrated because you just don't know what it could be. That's why I really like the quiz that you're offering on your site, um, because like that be perfect for me. Like I'm just learning about holistic health right now. And what better thing to kind of put me, you know, measure where, where I'm at, you know, and just like, just find out, um, just where do, where do I start? You know, what level am I, am I at right now? So for me, um, being a novice, that would be great. But even for somebody who knows a bit about it, I think it would be fantastic because they could really zone in on the issues, you know, sometimes we don't, we don't, it's the last thing we think of like toxicity and all those things. We just automatically say, oh, I've got, you know, I've got some tragic thing that I'm going to die from. I need to go to the doctor or we don't really think outside of that. So I love that you're, you know, you're engaging with us and you're talking about other possibilities because this can really help so many people. Definitely. I mean, being able to be, just really proactive within your health because you know, last thing you want to do is things to start emerging certain uh, symptoms and illness. And it can really, if you can start taking action now to not allow that to take place and those imbalances to occur, like I know I hear a lot of people saying like, oh, it's very expensive to maybe eat a nutritious diet or take these certain supplements or do these different things. But it's like, <laughs> I have spent so much more trying to regain my health than actually what I've been in 
investing into it. And that's the thing. That's, that's the word is, is investing into our health and well-being. And, you know, I'd like to say it's kind of opposite. Like you go to Mac, even McDonald's these days, it's like $20 for a combo and you go and buy lettuce and some nuts and some other things and broccoli and other vegetables and chicken and, you know, things that are yeah. healthier for you. And it doesn't cost, you know, you can, I can feed my family of three with the same amount of money. So I sometimes, you know, unless, you know, yes, health food stores sometimes can be, can be, you know, a bit pricey, but that's where you have to kind of educate yourself too, right? Of course, most definitely, most definitely. And so, yeah, with all these different practices and these elements, like it can be very overwhelming at first trying to, you know, modify our diet and to, you know, really change up our uh, nutrition or really, really even start exercising and moving our bodies. But a lot of the time it's like, you know, just getting a little bit of momentum going and maybe eliminating a couple little bit of things here and adding certain things there, really just start building that foundation up. And we can kind of dive into a, a couple of those things if, if you'd Absolutely. like. Absolutely, I would love that. Because what when I say toxicity, like what's gotten so problematic is that there are about, I think, upwards to 70 uh, published like medical journals based on toxicology. However, there's a, a great disconnect and dissonance between the information that's actually getting out into the physicians know about, but also the public as well. What's really challenging with toxicity and even like, you know, thinking of specific heavy metals like lead, mercury, things like that. Like we know that there's detrimental effects to those. You know, what's problematic is that especially a lot of the stuff in the literature is only focusing maybe on an acute amount, uh, an acute exposure of like high levels. But it's like, what if we were being exposed day in, day out, just minor, my, you know, minute levels over time and how that's actually accumulating in the body. Also, all the other things that we're being exposed to and basically how these chemicals are synergizing with one another. And it's just increasing the total our total toxic load, meaning the total amount of toxins going in, the total amount of toxins going out. Because it's not just the mold, the mercury, the glyphosate. I mean, one reason to consume, say, organic uh, fruits and vegetables is because of the heavy amounts of herbicides and pesticides and other things like that that are sprayed on those. It's like once we can start redu reducing that burden, we start really taking that stress and that pressure off the body to actually be able to perform its functions optimally. So toxicity is the point in which toxins are actively causing a dis diminishment of health. I guess we can actually go into some of the myths around toxicity because I kind of want to get those out of the way because so sometimes toxicity can conjure up a lot of uh, maybe thoughts of like one of the myths is that detox really comes in pills, powders, juices, amulets, magic wands. Mm. There, there's a lot of misinformation and older notions of toxicity online. And so people will get into the rhythm of thinking, okay, I'm going to do this juice cleanse, which is actually one of the myths is like cleansing. 
specifically going into the juice cleanse, you know, you hear about that. Oh, this is a detox that I'm doing. Actually, I hate to break it to you, but it's like you're actually down-regulating detoxification because consuming calories, consuming juice, especially sugar in juice, is going to basically signal to the, bo- to the body to produce insulin, which is a hormone that basically promotes growth in the body. So you're down-regulating down regulating detoxification. And really, if you're consuming, you know, especially large amounts of juice and just a lot of sugar in those juices, you're really not providing your body with good nutrients and actually interfering with, you know, proper physiological function. If anything, it's putting more burden and stress on your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because, you know, juicing and cleansing is added, cleanse is added to the word does not mean that it gives it this, you know, belief power behind, behind the product, right? It definitely, it's a big buzzword and people can really make a lot of money with it. You know, it's kind of like this mystical, mythical thing, like, oh, you know, I'm going to cleanse, I'm going to detox my body and stuff like that. So like, I, I can understand the draw to it. But there's a lot of misinformation and that's becomes really problematic. You'll hear another myth is like, oh, you have detoxification organs. Like, you're fine. However, like our detoxification organs and pathways evolved during the stone age. <laughs> our toxicity is post space age. It's an incredible the amount of toxins that we're exposed to on a daily basis in processed foods and just municipal water. You know, there's a lot of heavy metals, there's residues of pharmaceuticals and just a, a myriad of different things. And they can be very overwhelming. And we can start understanding why we're having a, a diminishment of health across the board. And I feel like that diminishment of health is now becoming normalized. Like it's okay just to like feel like crap and, you know, have poor digestion and just feel fatigued and tired and whatnot and just be relying on caffeine just to get us through the day however i feel i know we were meant to thrive in this life to be able to have just abundant energy joy happiness and be able to just experience all the beautiful elements of life all the emotions and every single every single element to that you know so Absolutely. It's a whole new life. You know, when you're so exhausted that you can't, you just can't form a thought and you start to forget things and you can't really be a part of, you know, your family unit and all of these things. You're just kind of wishing your time away. Most definitely. And people start becoming very complacent with that and expecting somebody to hold their hand and and take, you know, to solve that problem for them. Yeah. And more and more of us are feeling like that. So we, we have accepted this, you know, definitely. And especially with the medical industrial complex of pharmaceuticals and people thinking that, oh, you know, like a quick fix. And there's definitely benefits to certain things that have been manufactured in that way. But if we're solely focusing on that to actually achieve vital health, like we're going to really fall short because mm. it's like all these other areas of health and wellness that are actually going to contribute to that bigger picture. So it's about applying each one of these different 
things and incorporating this into our lives and being able to build these habits over time. And, you know, my mission now is like, yes, to get the medicine into the people, get the knowledge there so people can start taking more sovereignty over their ability to heal and thrive. And I'm here to help hold people's hands along that journey, but it's for them to be able to hone in, to be able to harness these techniques, these medicines, these foods, and everything like that to truly transcend and be able to thrive in a future of uncertainty, you know? You know, Anjay, one of the things that I really love about you is your passion for this line of work, because you can tell even through the screen that you really just want to help people, you know, and I'm all about that. And, you know, it's, it's tough when we feel like we're going through the journey by ourselves. And, and, you know, we might think, okay, maybe I know it's toxicity and I know all of these things, but, you know, I'm not going to understand it. You know what I mean? I think the first thing is you have to decide that it's worth it to you and that there are other options out there than what you're used to. And then, you know, I know that like working with you is so great and easy <laughs> because you're awesome. So, you know, you. just having, I know you want to educate people, right. To, so that they can start this step on their own, but you can also help them, you know? So, okay. So I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I just want people to know that, you know, I don't bring anybody on the show that I don't feel is really in it for the right reasons. And so it's so important. Like you can really, you know, there are so many people out there you could, people could choose to work with, but when you work with somebody who's been there, who knows to a certain degree how it feels and, you know, has felt hopeless in their health and has, you know, you went from like just your transformation, you went from being this, you know, free person and traveling with your wife in this van and just, you know, having the time on, you know, time of your life and, and being healthy and be able to hike and all these things to like, bang, you hit this wall and what the heck are you going to do, right? So thank God you you took this upon yourself to learn. And now I love and respect that you're now helping other people figure it out. You know what I mean? I think that's so great. Thank you. Sorry, I just had to say that. No, I really appreciate it. You know, some people do podcasts and they think, well, I'm going to go on. I'm going to try to sell this or sell that, you know, and that's not what we're doing today. We just want you guys to be aware of the choices that you have. You have choices. There are other things out there that can be wonderful solutions. So it's great to hear from people like Anjay because he's been through it. He knows, you know, so thank you for coming and just explaining all of this stuff to us. Thank you for having me here. I mean, just being able to convey and to be able to tell a little bit of my story, it's very healing for me. And I hopefully that, you know, helps, you know, inspire others and especially those that, you know, are feeling lost and hopeless. There is hope. There is potential. You have incredible potential that resides within you. I just want to say I believe in you. So Anjay, how are you feeling now? So you've looked at your nutrition, you've looked at the toxicity, you've looked at the mindfulness, you've mm -hmm. looked at, you know, you've changed your diet, you've done all these wonderful things. And I'm sure there are other parts to this. Uh, yeah. But how do you feel now? Like, I know how you felt then. And I know it took you quite a bit of time, you know, six months, or you were saying, maybe I have the timing wrong, but that you were going to appointments and things like how, how do you feel now and how long did it take you to get there after once you started learning about all of these things? So I became symptomatic and that was about three years ago now. And it took me six months to get any kind of traction. 
And then from that point on for about five months, once I had in a, you know, the inappropriate treatment that led me to being bedridden for almost, let's just say six months. Cause it was right around there. So a whole year. And that eventually like, so I had basically had to let some of my passions go. I was really into uh, permaculture designs, um, regenerative agriculture, organic agriculture, uh, organic farming, things like that. And I was actually developing a uh, farm on my parents' property, but this was like when we, I had moved up with them into Oregon mm-hmm. and I thought I was going to be, you know, over this, you know, being back to normal, but things just kept uh, progressing and somewhat got worse. Some things got better. Um, but I had to put that dream aside because I didn't have the energy and the physical capacity to actually, uh, you know, fulfill that dream. Mm-hmm. And so from then on, you know, I, my wife and I, we actually moved all the way out to Florida and I started seeing a physician out there. And that's actually how I started understanding uh, the mold toxicity and the chronic inflammatory response syndrome and was able to like really hone in on those specific lab values and biomarkers and other um, forms of diagnosis that reflected that. And then also just the, the, te- um, the certain um, interventions and, and um, protocols that I started going through empirically validated that, you know, as well. So like moved out to Florida and was there for a time, was able to like get that ball rolling and that momentum more and being able to start understanding this condition ever further. And I started to actually regain the energy that I once had. My joints stopped aching constantly and um, the brain fog and the other neurological symptoms I was experiencing started to lessen. However, other symptoms actually popped up too. And there was other uh, sensitivities that I started to experience, actually sensitivities, sensitivities to smells, sounds, other chemicals and different things like that. My body was just hypervigilant at this point. And this is, I, I just wanted to kind of provide this because there was a specific protocol, neural and limbic retraining. And now with the science of neuroplasticity, basically how we can alter and change the brain, the, you know, um, just the neural networks and pathways so we can not be so sensitized to certain things, especially, well, that's kind of how I was applying it. Mm. There's other people that are, have been paralyzed and they're starting to be able to apply these techniques of neuroplasticity, start to regain some function. I apply it sometimes to my anxiety. There you go. It's, 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 you know, across the board, there's a lot of different things that we can start doing with. Cause like, really that's our, our central nervous system, our, our mind, our brains, like they're, you know, like that is what's bringing forth our consciousness and everything uh, that that entails all the different facets of that. So I had a really, I guess, I don't know, an experience when I was out in Florida where I was like, yes, I'm starting to actually like regain my physicality and my form. I'm stepping into a new form. I'm like metamorphosizing and regaining my energy and my strength. And I was um, actually started to volunteer with uh, basically we were building gardens for families in need over in St. Petersburg, Florida. 
And so that was just such a rewarding experience where I think just the camaraderie of the the other volunteers and the people that I was surrounded by like motivated and uplifted me more. So like I started to recognize like I had been isolated for so long. No wonder I, I was, you know, experiencing even more symptoms or low energy or just not really that optimistic and positive a mindset. Being able to have those connections, the connection with ourself, but with community it's just another principle of, of health. Yeah. As I, as I hear you talk about it, I can see you getting more and more, you know, like your energy is changing too, right? Cause of, of that feeling, like it takes you back to that community, right? It most definitely does. And, and then even just through that act of service was fulfilling one of my life's purpose purposes, you know, like, and aligning with that, and those are more high level principles of health. Mm. You know, we just start going up the, I don't know if you're familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs mm-hmm. and getting up to uh, of self-actualization and like, you know, that's those spiritual needs and connections. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I ask my guests sometimes, what is the biggest gift you gave to yourself that changed the way you ultimately felt about who you are? Mm. And so many times, um, you know, I get all kinds of different answers. And what is that for you? What would be your biggest gift? I'm getting chills right now. Um, Cause I was thinking like, okay, what, what was that gift? What, what am I going to say? It was. Take your time. It's okay. It's just, that just made you feel differently about, you know, who you are. Yeah. Um, something's coming through for me. It was that just telling myself like, it's okay. Mm. Even experiencing all this completely dismantling just my conceptual model of reality, my, the model in my identity and everything that I've built and constructed around myself, like it's okay that I'm experiencing this because even though I want to change everything, you know, like yesterday, but I don't know through these adversities we face and how we respond to them ultimately, ultimately is going to lay that foundation and that roadmap to ultimately where we want to be. As long as like we're responding in a way that is facilitating that, but is also like reflecting back. Okay. Like I understand like this certain thing or this mindset isn't serving me in this point. It's okay that I'm experiencing it, mm-hmm. but how else do I want to feel? What else do I want to think? What mm-hmm. else do I want to do? I love that. So just being okay. I, th- I felt like in the depths and within that dark night of the soul, all I, what I gifted myself was just the ultimate surrender. Yeah. So powerful, isn't it? You know, like sometimes I celebrate feeling broken because it just means that I'm still here. Like I can still feel stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a blessing in its own right, you know? Yeah. But at the end of the day, we all want to feel better and we don't want to feel crappy and tired and, you know, have issues with memory and just our overall sense of, you know, I, I don't know. I know you've got, we've got tons of stuff more to talk about, but I don't want to let you go today without you talking about, um, I know you have an eight week program yes. and 
I want you to talk about it because I know it's going to help people. And if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to um, the audio, um, especially if you are watching it, you can just see how passionate Anjay is. And, you know, again, I think um, he would be really easy to work with. I think he'd have your best interests in the forefront, you know. So can you tell us a little bit about the, the elements of this program that you have going on? Most definitely. Uh, just a little bit of background, like Absolutely. throughout this whole journey, I think like it's inspired me to go and dive deep into this exploration, into this research, into this knowledge, these clinical studies and all these different things. And it's led me down a path of, of uh, certification in holistic healing and um, clinical herbalism through this incredible institution called Vital Ways Institute. And so that's been, um, you know, kind of kept pushing me along, like understanding certain frameworks and how to actually apply this and be able to teach others this specific model. And basically I replicate some of those models within, obviously within my life, but within this, this program. So basically it's with heart-led healing, this is my program is called Revive and it's an eight week detoxification program. It's essentially a model for, of holistic healing to achieve vital health and peak performance. And what we do over those eight weeks, well, week one, we really break down the myths and misconceptions that are hurting our ability to actually detoxify and actually achieve optimal health. And we dive into the nutrition and maybe even from a, um, a higher level, like we're going into reducing exposure. So our, in our environment, our home, our work, looking at the foods that we're consuming, the air that we're breathing, the water that we're drinking, being able to take actionable little steps that we can apply, that we can all um, take control over and be able to just keep expanding on that. Next, we reduce that total toxic load. Essentially, we're upregulating the body's innate processes for detoxification and elimination because we've been backed up, we've been burdened, and it, these systems and these organs start taking a hit. We need to be able to open up these pathways, these organs, especially the GI system and you know, all the other organs that are associated with detoxification but even down to a cellular level, like we're trying to optimize all the way down to benefiting our cellular membranes. So it, it gets very deep, but then we reduce the susceptibility by applying all these techniques, by building a, a, a lifestyle and developing a mindset that actually facilitates this more. Because believe it or not, if we're stuck in a, in a, a stressed, just fight or flight response constantly, like our body's starting to degrade and is actually not being able to rest, regenerate, detoxify, and heal. So we dive into mind-body healing techniques as well. Just simple, uh, practical things that we can be applying on a daily basis to maybe intercept certain emotions and experiences that don't really resonate with us anymore and how we can actually go into the direction that we want to go. So we have deeper rewiring techniques so we can reinforce certain beliefs, thoughts, feelings, and emotions that really facilitate our growth 
our optimism and our positivity to Sounds awesome. have yeah. this full <laughs> transformation. Yeah. I mean, we, we dive into so many different things. I mean, week three, we're looking at those areas of exposure in the environment. And, you know, there's a lot of simple ways that we can start optimizing that now by with the water that we're drinking, prioritizing spring water, uh, solid block carbon. So basically like certain, um, you know, filters uh, in reverse osmosis, looking at the food, making sure that we're prioritizing low inflammatory foods, nutrient dense foods, and even going into um, personal care products and understanding, okay, how can we minimize certain things that are, we're putting onto our body and that our skin's absorbing about, about uh, 60% of the things that we're putting on our skin are being absorbed actually into our bloodstream and into our body. And our body has to deal with a lot of these things. So there's just a, it's a lot of things and it can be overwhelming, but this is a very intensive protocol and eight weeks, but really I'm trying to condense certain things down, being able to be as actionable as possible and just building up little by little each week and keep re reinforcing those habits that are being developed along the way. And throughout this whole process, you're essentially creating your own detoxification program that you can just re reference back to and the things that you can focus on and being able to along the way, especially is like having certain daily and weekly objectives. However, I don't want it to be completely overwhelming. Like little things can lead to bigger and great things down the road. So just being able to get these foundational principles, start feeling them out, testing them out. My, my whole thing is throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, yeah. you know? And because if we're supporting our health, we're supporting detoxification. If we're supporting detoxification, we're supporting our health. So this whole process, I'm working uh, essentially one-on-one -on -one with people, but it's also a, a group coaching program where we have other individuals that are wanting to level up their health, their well-being. They want to perform at their peak. They want to take full agency over their health and so be, we're be diving one-on-one, -on -one, but also group throughout the week to be able to build that community, that support group and everything that, yeah, just that community coming back to, it's so powerful. And when I was going along this journey, isolated by myself, like it was very challenging. I want to be able to provide other people. Maybe you're not going through a condition, but you know that you're not performing at your best, you're experiencing just chronic headaches and migraines and just stiff and pain in your muscles and joints and different things like that. Like we're throughout this program, we're developing what is known as the detoxed life. And we're going to be able to optimize on every single level, be able to reboot and regenerate the systems that actually contribute to optimal health and well-being. You're going to get your life back, basically. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so, it's hard doing things on your own. You know, ultimately, we have to decide by ourselves that we need to do this for ourselves. But once we've decided, you can't do it by yourself. You know, you just can't. You need, you know, when you're having a bad day or you're there to encourage somebody else or you have questions or, you know, when you're, when you don't know about a subject and you're, you're trying to get educated on things, it, and you're already like low energy, the last thing you want to do is learn about all this stuff. So oh, sure. it's, you need to have somebody kind of guide you. You know what I mean? You can't do it by yourself. Most definitely. And I, and I just really want it to be easily uh, 
consumed, but and as actionable as possible. Mm. Reinforcing like, oh, I don't necessarily want it to be overwhelming. I want it to be able to just be steady. And because these are basically building habits and the foundations that will help you be well along a lifetime, you know, and if things do come up, you'll know exactly what to do. And it's building that resiliency day in and day out. Granted, we have, you know, things that we might slip up on, but realizing, looking at the bigger picture and how just the small little things that we incorporate into our daily life that will contribute to our overall, overall health and well-being over a lifetime. I love it. I love it. Like, you know, so many of us, me included, you know, spend a lot of my time, my life complaining about, you know, being too tired or feeling this and feeling that. If I had taken 5% of that energy and actually did something about it, like Mm -hmm. we all want to feel different, but not all of us want to put in the work, you know, and it's not until we get real uncomfortable and get gritty with some of the things that we start to see change, you know, so yeah, we got to put it in, we got to put in the work and it'll be, it sounds like it's actually enjoyable. It's not like this heavy handed, you know, I don't want it to be that I want it to seem very something that we can (laughs) enjoy and like really, I don't know, get motivated and and empowered. Like, yes, I am uh, giving love to myself in all these different ways. So then I can turn around and be able to have that energy, that love to be able to gift out into the world. To our families, like friends, with your garden, and, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you wouldn't have been able to give back that way if you were still, you know, mm-hmm. still bedridden. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. You look very calm and very healthy and very relaxed, and I love Thank it. You. you know, I respect. So <laughs> I respect <laughs> people so much when they go through crap, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Yeah. No, I'm serious because we've all had something that's broken us. Okay something you know for you it was this for me it might be something else we all you know we all have our things and it's it means something to me when somebody goes through something they figure it out and then they come on here and they want to like shout it from the rooftops and like hey I know what it feels to feel like shit, right like crap and this is what I did and you know, I want you to believe me because I'm not trying to convince you. I want it for you and yeah. to really care about people like that. And I think that's what distinguishes good people and people who care from people who are maybe not in it for the right reasons, you know? So yeah, I respect that so much. And I, re- I reflect on this whole experience and this journey, this transformation and metamorphosis. And I'm realizing like, you know, I guess it's uh, a a cliche now, but it's like, it's not happening to me. It's happening for me Mm. and how we can utilize this adversity to overcome, transcend, and be able to help others along this journey. Cause now I, for a long time, I uh, just didn't feel like I had much purpose Mm. and I was lacking that. I was lacking that direction. This is presented to myself, to me in this way where I'm harnessing this experience and wanting to transmute it and transform it out into the world, be able to help people along their journeys as well, and to be able to reclaim their health and their lives. 
whatever way that looks like, you know, so. And I can see that, you know, I can see that it's not just, you know, your story and it's not just your business. It's, it's the way you live. And, you know, until we face our adversities, like, you know, we all have them. And until we go through them, we don't know, we can't really uncover who we really are. You know, I know you talked earlier about um, feeling out who you really, really are, you know, and the authenticity behind that. And I, and I think you found it. And I love that so much. So before we let you go, and before we find out where we can meet you, do you have one or two really easy tips that somebody could like change today? You know, something really simple, whether it's the water that they drink or whatever mm. it is that they could kind of just, hey, I'm going to take that one first step. Okay. I think one of the biggest things is moving our bodies. Mm. We live, I know a good majority of people live such sedentary lives and really it's, it's disrupting our health on so many different facets. Being able to just stretch maybe doing a little bit of cardio, jumping around, just playing. I mean, it doesn't need to be exercise. We don't need to be like, oh, I need to go to the gym and do all these things. Just being able to dance, put on some music and just jiggle, move your body, have fun. You know, the, just the endorphins and the neurotransmitters that you're releasing just in that and having that heightened experience, but also just the circulation and the, the, uh, the movement, the flow of the lymphatic system and everything, the you know, just moving the vital organs like this. It's incredible just simply what that can do to our physical health, but our mental, emotional health as well. And I think one of the other things coming to um, maybe diet, nutrition, I would say being able to incorporate like dark leafy greens, dark uh, berries too, really dark uh, vegetables and fruits not super sugary fruits, but like really dark greens, a lot of stuff from like broccoli, cauliflower from that specific family in general can really help upregulate detoxification in the body. And there's some really incredible physiological mechanisms that uh, underlie that. But yes, just being able to bring more of those foods in your diet, because if you add in that way, you're going to by default have to reduce some other areas where you're, you're maybe not nourishing your body in the way that you could be. Mm, absolutely. Thank you so much. And I challenge people to, you know, really that myth of it's more expensive to eat healthier. I mean, have a look, you know, really have a look. Cause I think you would surprise yourself and you could probably eat healthier for cheaper than you oh, can sure. these days with junk, you know, Anjay, where can we find you? Where can we come and learn more about what you're doing and take that quiz? All right. Yeah. Uh, with the quiz, heartledhealing.com slash quiz. Say it again, heartledhealing.com slash quiz. And if you are interested in taking your health into your own hands and go, embarking on a healing journey, being able to level up your health and be able to perform at your peak, you can go to heartledhealing.com where the Revive 8-Week program is, is uh, taking place and registration actually ends in a month from today. So April 22nd, we'll be having uh, max six other participants, other just community members along that journey that are going to be supporting each other along the way. So cool. that Will is the deadline after that one, because yes, yes, around that time. Yes. Um, I haven't, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, we're, we're going to, uh, throughout the year, um, yeah. cause it, it is, you know, eight weeks, about two months, and then probably have a little bit of downtime in between. And then another cohort will be established and we'll be getting more people enrolled and we'll see, yeah, just what that brings as well. Absolutely. And, you know, he's given us two tips to start with right now and yeah, reach out to Andre. Thank you so much for educating us and for sharing your, you know, all the emotion behind the story. Sometimes we, you know, things can be so black and white. And when we actually see the human side of it, it, it really can affect us in a, in a more positive way, right? We can see things clearer. So thank you so much for taking the time and coming on here and just, yeah, just sharing your story with us. I really appreciate the time, Nelia. This has just been so awesome to be able to dive into all this with you. And just, I really appreciate you being able to broadcast my message out into the world because I truly want to be able to help people thrive in this life and just just thank you so much definitely have to have you back on we've got some more stuff we didn't get to today so we'll have to you know get in a little bit deeper for those of us who are intrigued oh we have so much territory to explore so I'm excited thank you so much no problem and you know folks like honestly giving does start with you because wow, you need to, um, you're worth it and give yourself that gift of health and of well-being and, you know, so that you can turn around and, and help other people, you know, it's what it's, that's why we're here. Our lives are not about us. It's about what we can do to help others. So thanks, Anjay. Thank you, Nelia. If you're looking for clarity on your passion, sign up for my free five-day email challenge today on my website at www.neliahut.com. That's www.neliahutt.com to sign up now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.